favorite films is called Braveheart, and um, it's the story of William Wallace, and he's played by Mel Gibson, and he's a Scottish knight, one of the main leaders of the Scottish Independence Wars, famously defeated the English in 1297 at the Battle of Stirling Bridge, and he is called a guardian of Scotland. So this is a, a video clip as he addresses the army that is assembled to face the mighty English. And any uh, apologies for any offensive language you may hear in this. For presenting yourselves on this battlefield, I give you thanks. For presenting yourselves on this battlefield, you give homage to Scotland. To join it, you give homage to Scotland. Why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. Why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. And if you were here, bolts of lightning can assume the English with fireballs from his eyes. And bolts of lightning from his eyes. And I see I am William Wallace. A whole army of my countrymen. And I see here in defiance of tyranny. A whole army of my countrymen. Here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. You've come to fight free as men free men. You are. Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? What will you do without will you freedom? Will you fight? Against that? No. We will run. We will live. that? No. We will run. Fight and you may die. We will live. Run. You'll live. Fight and you may die. At least a while. Run. And you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds. Many years from now, and dying in would your you beds. Many betray. years from now, all the days from this would day you be to that. Willing? For betray. one chance, all just the days from chance. this day to that. Come back here for one chance. Just one chance. But they may take our lives. And tell our enemies. But they'll never take. But they may take our lives. Freedom. But they'll never take our freedom. It sounds better when you don't have the echo on that. I don't know why it was coming out twice, but there you go. 
didn't in rehearsal, so there you go. And what um, made me think about that clip is what Paul's talking about in Galatians. And um, we're going to pick up our uh, look at Galatians in chapter 5, verse 13. You, brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and forbearance, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you that we have your word, the scriptures in our hands. And they are inspiration for us, able to teach us and challenge us and give us a deeper understanding of your ways. So we ask for revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul begins uh, chapter 5, as uh, Edward was covering last week. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And that theme of freedom is throughout this passage. A clip um, of that speech that uh, was written for that film, because uh, William Wallace asks that army, what will you do with the freedom that you have? They've gathered on that battlefield as free people. What will you do with that freedom? And he says they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. And Paul writes, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. In uh, verse 13, it begins, you, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free. So the question tonight from this passage is, what will you do with that freedom? that you have in Christ Jesus. I've called this uh, message license or liberty. 
We have a prison ministry that uh, there are a number of folk who go into Long Latin prison. I've done some alpha courses there. And many of them are there for a very long time, but occasionally some of them are released. They've come to the end of their sentence and they face this dilemma. What are they going to do with their freedom? And Paul has spent a considerable amount of time and ink in this letter arguing that all, everyone who trusts in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, is free. Everyone who trusts in Jesus Christ as their Lord is free from sin and free from death and free from hell's destruction. And that freedom is a gift of grace. Not earned, not merited, but given and received. Free from sin, free from the past, free from the claims of the Jewish law, which Paul got into lots of trouble about. He says it's all of grace, not earned, just received. It's all God's initiative that God wants us to be free. But he also wants us to know that we are free. See, it's one thing for God to want you to be free. He wants you to know that you are free. So what are we going to do with that freedom that we have? He has spent a number of chapters saying, well, why would you want to go back to slavery? If you have been released from prison, why on earth would you want to go back to prison? Why would you go back to the slavery of the law? To circumcision and all that that brought. The Judaizers that were challenging Paul's message were saying, you can't be a Christian unless you keep the law. Unless it's Jesus plus the law, which includes the outward things like circumcision. And Paul has to admonish them and say, foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? Who's led you astray that you would go back? to that bondage. But there were those arguing against Paul that would say, well, isn't it the law that keeps us from sin? It's the law that keeps us from being like the pagans. And Paul says, no. There is something more powerful than the law. And that is the Holy Spirit. Grace of God. Again, the enemies of Paul would see a danger that actually if you, if you take on board what Paul is saying, he's actually giving people an excuse, a license to sin. If it's all grace, and nothing of your merit... Aren't you saying to people, well, it doesn't matter how you live? And even worse than that, 
What if people take that message to heart and say, well, actually, I'll sin all the more because if I sin more, I'll get more grace. And that must be wonderful to have more grace. And Paul says, you've misunderstood the message completely. No, Paul said, you, you give too much room for license to sin. No, said Paul, it's the opposite. We are free from sin. We're not free to sin. We've been set free from sin. By the Holy Spirit, we can overcome sin in our lives. We are free to love God and one another genuinely. I've got to do that to earn God's favor. He's saying there's a dynamic at work by the Holy Spirit that comes and actually brings transformation to the very heart. We are free to allow the Holy Spirit to direct our lives. But Paul says, make no mistake, there is a battle For sure, there is a battle. Battle between the flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit are in opposition to each other. The flesh is our fallen sinful nature. And the spirit is God's holy nature. But the law can't help. All the law does is say, you're rotten. You've messed up. You've failed. But it can't lift a finger to help you. Whereas grace, as we receive it, says the Lord loves us and gave his life for us. And he wants us to live for him, filled with his Holy Spirit. So the Spirit is at work in every believer to help us overcome that we may live by the Spirit. What matters to Paul is our identity. Are you in Christ? If you're in Christ, you're free. You've been forgiven, accepted. And even if you fail, even if you sin again, You come back to Christ and receive his forgiveness. And you move on again. In our freedom, says Paul, we are called to love God and love our neighbor. Jesus summed up the law in those words, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. What Paul says is that being free from the externals of the law actually enables us, by the Holy Spirit, to live in a way that God would want us to live, but not because we're following tablets of stone, but because our hearts have been changed. I was asked this very question on 
the last alpha night we just had on Thursday night. If I've become a Christian, what happens if I sin? Are you in Christ? Then as we repent and we come to him, we're forgiven. He's died for all of our sins. Paul argues that there's an easy way for us to, to know if we've fully grasped the gospel. Do you want to live for God now or for yourself? Because if you fully grasp the gospel, you'll want to live for God. And although you might mess up, you will come running to him because you want to live for him and not for yourself. You fully grasp the gospel if you understand that doing things is not a way to impress God. Being good enough. We can't earn our salvation because that's legalism. We cannot save or forgive or restore. But also treating God's grace as an excuse for sin is license and exposes us as those who do not have the Spirit of God within us. I thought you just said that if you sin and you're in Christ, you're forgiven. Yes, I did say that. So Paul goes on to explain a little bit more detail. He says, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather use it to serve one another humbly in love. Remembering that our sinful nature is a foe, not a friend. It's an enemy, not an ally. And then he gives this list. The acts of the flesh. And it's not an exhaustive list because he ends the list by saying, and the like. Which means, and lots of other things as well. And it's interesting, isn't it, as you read through them. Sexual immorality is on that list. Impurity. Debauchery. Debauchery, excessive sexual indulgence. And then idolatry is on that list. If you worship anything other than God himself. Witchcraft, the occult. And up to now, most of us are doing quite good, aren't we? And then he says, hatred. Discord. Jealousy. Fits of rage. Selfish ambition. Dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. If you live like that, 
you expose yourself as not having the Holy Spirit. This is not an exception, a failure, a momentary lapse. This is living in this way. And if you live in this way, he says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because if you live in this way, you are not in Christ. It exposes you that you are not in Christ. But if we've ever been selfish or jealous or lashed out in a fit of rage or caused dissensions, And most of us have at some point done something in those. We have come back to Christ and said, forgive me, I want to live for you. The distinction Paul is making is that lifestyle you choose. Are you living for the flesh or are you living for God? And if you are in Christ, you are free to live for God. And then he brings the opposite list. The fruit of the Spirit. And uh, Edward is going to look more in depth this at the fruit of the Spirit next week. But the opposite list is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Do you notice that they are not fruits of the Spirit? Have you ever noticed that? They're fruit of the Spirit. Not plural, singular. The character of Jesus. Paul expresses in 1 Corinthians 13 and fleshes out the love of Jesus. Love is patient and kind and all those things. And he says against such things there is no law. You don't need a law against those kind of things. They are good things. They are God things. So as he addresses this group of believers being tempted or challenged to go back to Judaism with all its laws and its rules that cannot save, he's saying, don't be so foolish. But he's also challenging that pagan mindset that they've been saved from and say, don't think for a moment that Christ has set you free to indulge yourself. That is not what grace is about. But if you're in Christ, you are free. As followers of Jesus, we don't become more Christ-like by gritting our teeth and embarking on a program of self-improvement. Because if we could have changed ourselves like that, we would have done it years ago. But it's the Holy Spirit that brings transformation. Paul says license doesn't stem from believing the gospel too much. It stems from believing the gospel too little.
The gospel of grace, properly understood, says Paul, makes us want to use our freedom to serve the Lord and live for him. And when we mess up, it drives us to our knees. To become more like Jesus is not done by obeying a list of rules. Because our human nature in the end just starts ticking them off and say, aren't I good? But all of us have sinned and fallen short. But by believing the gospel in our hearts, receiving and surrendering to the Holy Spirit, we are given the grace to overcome. There is not a temptation we will face that we cannot, with the help of the Holy Spirit, overcome. Doesn't say we will, but we can. I think the danger is, is when we don't care. When we resist the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts, conscience. When we don't mind that we hurt God and one another. And the fruit of the Spirit that Paul talks about doesn't grow overnight. We know that. Fruit doesn't grow overnight. It takes caring for and pruning and feeding. Someone has said years ago, and I wrote it down, I don't know who said it, but I have kept it as one of those little things I've read, uh, put in my Bible for years. We don't become holy in a moment by making Jesus Lord. We become holy moment by moment because he is Lord. Paul argues that a proper understanding of the gospel that goes into our very beings and our heart cures us from legalism and license because we know that we have been set free. So he challenges those who are listening to his words. What will you do with that freedom? And in a moment, we're going to share a simple meal as a celebration of the freedom that we have in Christ. And here we remember the cost of our freedom. And we give thanks again for his amazing grace towards us. In this meal we draw near again, confessing our sins. Receiving his love and grace afresh. And we realign ourselves with God's loving purposes for our lives. God in Christ has set us free and he wants us to know that we are free. Let's pray together.
Lord, we want to thank you that Paul's message won the day. That grace and freedom and your love has been preached through the generations. Forgive us as your church when we've turned back to legalism, back to that bondage and slavery. Forgive us also when we've been lost in a license, not really understanding the gospel. But we pray tonight, Lord, that as we come and share in this simple meal, to give you thanks for all that you've done for us, that we would receive afresh your grace tonight. And that by your spirit, you'd continue to change us. Mold us into the people that you want us to be. We are sorry for our sins. Whether they appeared on a list or not, the times when we have hurt you and hurt one another. Gone our own way. We come back. Back to you, Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who gave his life, was crucified for our sins. The one who's conquered sin and death and hell itself so that we know that we're free. Lord, we draw near to you in full assurance of faith. For you who have promised is faithful, are faithful, will always be faithful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song as we prepare to share communion together, just in a way of preparation. Feel free to sit as we uh, just sing this.